0: Hi all, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, November 7th, 2019, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. Our topic today, Matterport meets insurance. Uh, That would be insurance claims for fire, flood, uh, the remediation and restoration process. I'm super excited about today's show. I've been through three floods in our house with my wife, so... I got a lot of things to ask Tomer about on this topic. Tomer, good to see you. You too, Dan. Uh, Tomer uh, is Matterport Director, Business Development. He's also Head of Partnerships and New Development, and he's also an Insurance Subject Matter uh, Expert for Matterport, so uh, super excited you're on the show today, Tomer, thanks so much.
1: Thank you very much. Very excited to be talking to your uh, listeners today, Dan.
0: Terrific, And, and good to see you again. You know, I, uh, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that I, uh, my wife and I have been through three separate floods. I thought I'd visit with you on one of them. Uh, I remember the date, it was December 26th. That's actually our, our wedding anniversary. So my, my wife and I were scheduled to go out to dinner three years ago, December 26th, 2016. And earlier in the day, I walked downstairs and uh, in my daylight office with carpet, uh, the floor was all squishy. Uh, and it was it was not a good feeling, and it was a lot of water, uh, and it had been raining like cats and dogs for about thirty days off, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, so I actually I didn't quite know what to do. This is the first time that that ever happened. I called my my friend Alan, who had been through uh, a flood and fire in his house, and uh, so he quickly explained this remediation process. I called it his remediation company. And uh, amazingly, I think it was on a Sunday within about an hour, a company showed up with uh with uh, blowers dehumidifiers uh et cetera and uh I guess they quickly assessed that that we were having a leak come in through the roof so in in any event the, fr- the first thing they did was take a lot of pictures uh kind of just you know where where they had spotted water. Uh, and, and then they were putting up some devices up on the drywall and realizing there was water behind drywall. So picture, 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 picture. And then the next thing I know, they're knocking into the, the drywalls. They're opening them up. They're setting up uh, blowers, dryers, dehumidifiers, vacuums. Uh, we're in a 5,200 square foot house, three levels. The, the bottom level is a daylight basement where I have my office. Um, it was really a mess and I wasn't quite sure we were gonna get to go out for our uh, wedding anniversary dinner, but somehow miraculous, miraculously that happened. So, uh, uh, now this seemed like it was pre Matterport. Um, w- lots of photos, w- where does Matterport fit in on that first thing? What what w- If they had pulled out a Matterport camera, what would they have done and why?
1: Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, that stage uh, is often referred to as the pre-mitigation stage, or in the insurance terms, FNOL, first notice of loss, right? And your story is, uh, I guess, one of two ways things could go down. One, policyholder notices, uh, uh, you know, damage to the property. They do one of two things, mostly. One, uh, call uh, restoration, remediation, emergency services. These go under many names. you might know some of the major national franchises like Surfpro. you'll see their green trucks with the orange triangle driving around almost anywhere you are around the US. Um, uh, Service Master, another well-known brand, but there's quite a few of these. 911 Restoration, Puro Clean, um, about a third of them are franchised, the rest are not. Um, we estimate something between 10 to 20,000 of these type contractors around the US, uh, but it's a global business. Um, so if one of two things happens, you call one of these guys. The other thing that uh, I'd say probably in the majority of cases happen is people call their insurance, right? Hi, my house is flooded, all state, or state farm, uh, or uh, whatever your uh, insurer is. And the insurance uh, would refer your claim to what's called a desk adjuster, an insurance adjuster. Uh, and they would actually contract out emergency services to go to your house. Um, So those are the two things that happen uh, after first notice of loss. Um, Once to get to the point of, uh, you know, once those folks end up reaching your house, uh, usually who you'll be talking to is the project manager, the mitigation project manager. They're often doubling as an estimator. And I'll go into kind of what that means. Uh, But the first thing they would do with any claim, regardless of Matterport or non-Matterport, is basically they worry about how do they get paid for this, right? Uh, Like any service provider, except in this case, unlike many service providers that arrive in your home, you're not paying, it's the insurance carrier that's paying. Um, And because of that, they need to get three things down, three big things when they get to the house. One uh, is scope the claim, and that means We need to rip out drywall. We need to remove furniture. We need to take down carpeting. We need to, uh, 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 you know, set up dehumidifiers because of certain moisture levels in the floor or wall, like you mentioned. These are all the actions that they need to take. And those actions all carry a price tag, right? Removing a fridge, there's a price for that. Uh, Ripping out a square foot of uh, carpeting, wall-to-wall carpeting, there's a price for that. Uh, There are over 20,000 possible line items all captured in uh, software, estimating software, such as Exactimate is probably the most prominent definitely on the U.S. form of estimating software. But there are others, Simbility, SimCell, uh, and others. Um, So basically, this estimating software captures all the different types of actions they could take. So that's one, and that's called the scope, right? Scoping out what you need to do. Number two is documentation, and that's what you refer to as photos, right? There's no way for the insurance carrier to ever compensate you as a contractor if you don't show, not only say, you know, removed damaged window, removed broken window, you have to show me that window is broken and show me that window is broken in a sufficient enough manner for me to determine that you couldn't have fixed it, you needed to replace it, right? Replacing more expensive than fixing in most cases, and uh, that's often a common point of dispute between the carrier and the adjuster. Um, So we touched two things, right? Saying what you did and capturing photos of it. But the third thing that is just as important is if I say I ripped out the carpeting or I had to paint your entire first floor or I had to move all the ceiling panels in your basement, um, that tells me nothing as the insurance carrier if I don't know how big your floor was, how much square footage of wall did you paint, right? Um, so that third component is basically build a 3D model. And that's what they do. Uh, within that same software, Exactimate, you have module called Sketch, right? And that Sketch module is where the contractor, or more specifically, the estimator, is going to place uh, the 3D model of the, the structure, right? So they're very busy measuring your house as well. Now, granted, if this was a small claim, anything under $5,000, you're not going to see them go into too much effort in 3D modeling your entire house, right? Uh, Because if it's a single room damage and like the room I'm standing in now, and it's a really small claim, like under $3,000, contractor's just going to say, well, this looks like a four by five room. And that's what they'll put it down in As the carrier it's going to pass. They're not going to look for too much proof on a claim that small. When you get to the larger claims. Yeah,
0: for for us, it was $41,000. Okay, and I guarantee you, then I guarantee you they
1: put in uh, a lot of effort into measuring that, right? Because uh, if you think of uh, you know, most of the damage being structural and needing to fix uh, your entire room from the foundation to the wall, uh, to maybe some of the systems in their dimensions matter a lot, right? If that room that was flooded was uh, 10 by 10 or 30 by 30, that could literally 3X the settlement size, right? So very, very important for them to know measurements.
0: Well yeah. things got, things got uh, pretty e- expensive, I guess, because in the in our daylight basement it 's an open floor plan, so there 's almost two thousand square feet of uninterrupted s- space it 's not partitioned by doors, yeah. so uh, what I learned was all of a sudden oh it 's not just replacing the ten by ten carpet that was affected it, it was it was uh, th- let 's call it two thousand square feet of, of floor covering um, I'll I'll add to this because it it, it may be helpful as you're describing the next steps is on the main level of the house where they determined that the drywall needed to be opened up uh, when they when they when they opened up the wall in our dining room. uh, There were no two by fours vertically in the corner. Uh, This was a systemic amount of water that had been going on for years and years and years without us knowing it and literally the two by fours had disintegrated in the corner of the house where the dining room is which led to the um the hardwood floors which is about 1500 square feet on the main level all needed uh again i this is all new to me but you know maybe there was four square feet of where the floor had to be cut up uh, uh, related to the, to the problem. And so all of a sudden that meant there was, I guess, 1,500 square feet of hardwood floors that needed to be replaced. And then on the top level of the house, it wasn't so bad. It was really some painting and the mold, but the molding. Uh, uh, but I think as you described, it was really interesting because they were measure, 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 measuring <laughs> stuff, and you know, my head was scratching a little bit because I had this 3D model of the house that I had, I had taken a Matterport 3D tour um, of the house, and I I said, well, I have this stuff, you know, that, that, you know, maybe this would make it easier to trace over or to do measurements from, and no, no, we, we use this process called the Xactimate, and this is what we need to do. So, that's kind of I think where they were. Where first they were documenting before they did anything, and then when yeah. they got done setting up all this stuff and and knocking all the drywall out, to, to um, then they started. I guess I think that's when they did the measuring. But then they did more of this um, uh, pictures.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I guess is a good leeway to you know enter Matterport into the scene. Uh, And talking to a lot of these guys and realizing like, wait, you're telling me you're taking photos and you're measuring the place? Uh, That seems like a great fit for what we do at Matterport uh, is kind of how we got started in the industry. Um, And, uh, you know, what we do, therefore, is a value proposition for these guys at a very simple level was, hey, look at these two actions you do. Um, We do them better and faster. Uh, And that was kind of a very simple way for us to enter into this market. Um, But what we didn't realize, and we were solving a big problems in photos. Um, You talk to most insurance adjusters, general adjusters, large loss adjusters, catastrophe adjusters, they'll tell you that photo documentation is one of their biggest uh, pains because of the level of photography, uh, the quality of photography, and the missing photography that's often found on a claim uh, file uh, that they have to work against. Not only does this pain them, but it causes a lot of back and forth. A lot of back and forth causes a lot of time delays, and time delays for everyone. Insurance carriers, and this is what we found going into this industry, everyone on the claim wants to get it over with, literally. The policy holder, the contractor wants to be in and out and get paid, the insurance carrier wants this out of their claims pipeline, right? There's a lot of overhead associated with that pipeline, they want it out. Uh, And obviously you as the homeowner want everyone out of your house and to continue living your life or if you're a a store owner, uh, uh, you know, to get back in business. Um, So time here is critical. And I'll get back to that. Um, So not only were we fixing this issue of poor photography, making everyone's life simple, uh, but we were obviously uh, getting rid of the measurement process. But more so you talk to contractors and adjusters all using Xactimate. They'll tell you that sketching uh, that that process you do within Xactimate when you're 3D modeling the house is extremely laborious, time consuming. Uh, the industry is at a, at a very high shortage of skill set in it, right? So you're talking about something that is hard to do, takes a long time, cumbersome, and there's not a lot of people that can do it other than really trained estimators. Uh, mediocre ones do it in a mediocre way, and that results in a mediocre claim. Uh, and that's not good for the contractors. Um, So we were really getting rid of, A, poor photography, and B, automating an extremely cumbersome and, uh, 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 and, you know, disliked action uh, by these contractors.
0: Well, let let Um, me add a little bit more on the measuring piece of it, because I... Uh, I, I truly found it, you know, f- fascinating. Was um, okay, so that was kind of the phase one. Uh, and, and my my friend said, use these folks for remediation; they're really good, but don't use them as a general contractor. You won't you won't be happy. So at that point, we, you know, uh, I think that was on a Sunday. I probably called on a Monday. Called the insurance our insurance agent, and uh, again, this was all new to me of how this whole process worked. But uh, um, I got in touch. Um, was connected to Travelers, our insurance company, and uh, they said you could use any general contractor that you wanted, but I, I did ask them for a recommendation in part because I, I wanted a general contractor who, who, who the insurance company felt comfortable with going back and forth, back and forth with paperwork. So I totally got lucky that we love our general contractor and, and they've now done, done three floods and they've did a remodeling project for us, but probably not the best way to source um, a general contractor, but it came from travelers and totally happy. But what I found fascinating, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is when the, uh, the insurance adjuster showed up that that week, a couple days after the flood, uh, they did Xactimate. So I wanna say, the remediation company did the measuring using Xactimate. The uh, insurance adjuster from travelers used Xactimate. And then the general contractor came out and they used Xactimate. And then at some point, the subcontractors came out uh, for the floor coverings for the now two floors of, of wood and laminates that we ended up putting down in the basement. Uh, he did measuring, and the, the guy that does paint, he measured. So I, uh, and oh, by the way, at some point, our, the, the adjuster changed for travelers. So a new adjuster got assigned to us. Our project went on for about nine months, unfortunately. Um, and uh, that new adjuster came out, I want to say did Xactimate again. So what I was totally amazed was how many times people kept measuring the same space and I have to think since this was an insurance claim for $41,000 that all the time it takes to do Xactimate by all these people has to be figured into what the job costs. And it literally, it took hours and hours for measuring our three floors with lots of nooks and crannies and bay windows and et cetera.
1: Yeah, so um, I'll touch on two topics you touched there. You know, one of them is the uh, redundancy issue that you mentioned and uh, the other is uh, the you know the cost of this redundancy. So uh, I'll start with the redundancy itself right like why is a contractor going in taking photos measuring and then an insurance adjuster going in taking photos measuring. Um, Two reasons one um, you know the primary reason is lack of trust right there is uh, ultimately an agency problem here where you have a contractor whose best interest is to say the place was huge and the damage was extensive, and an insurance uh, adjuster, which interest is exactly the opposite of that. Uh, Or so we thought. Um, More and more that we got into the claims world, um, you understand it's a little more nuanced than that. The insurance carrier cares about adjusting correctly uh, more than they care about lowballing you. Uh, A lot of the money that comes into a claim comes from reinsurers, Uh, And it's not exactly a one for one kind of sum zero game when they lose a dollar on a settlement. But where they get fined heavily and where they could uh, uh, face serious penalties is if they adjusted incorrectly. And that is why adjusters are so diligent. It's often referred to as the most audited job in America, uh, an insurance adjuster. Right. They've got supervisors on supervisors on outside audits. Uh, that that their their adjusted claims will have to ultimately face up against, and uh, not to mention it's an extremely litigious uh, environment uh, that often goes to court and appraisal. So so uh, adjusters more than lowballing, they care about getting it right because uh, it's their job on the line. Um, so there is an agency issue here, and that's the main reason you get a lot of these redundancies. How can we trust that this was a 30 foot by 10? when all the contract has to do is say it was a 32 foot by 12 and they'll make 10% more on this. Now, when you think of the low margin business that is construction, the ability to, uh, uh, you know, exaggerate a measurement by so little. And, um, you know, that's something that even today with the adjuster going in, it's very, very hard to verify. Uh, The level of measurements adjusters do is not that of the contractors often. Um, So it's a very touchy issue and another one that Matterport helps tackle, right? This is one of the reasons insurance carriers love Matterport and mostly are glad to pay for that scan done by the contractor, is They know that now they have a machine-based uh, a 3D model, and it's not a, a, the uh, subjective measurement that the contractor took. Same thing with photos. Uh, it, is very, it is easy to fake photos these days, and it is easy to omit the photo that would show, in let's say, a bad angle or a bad light, that the damage was not as extensive as you claim it was. There is no way to manipulate or fake Matterport photography, right? You get everything that is there, whether you like it or not. As often, you know, uh, uh, realtors will find out. Um, so uh, that element of kind of can't manipulate, can't change, which you know, often folks complain about in our uh, uh, more promotional verticals where they would like to touch up the photos and add things is actually one of the biggest advantage we have in the insurance space where that documentation is bulletproof, right? So we eliminate the need for that redundancy in many cases. Uh, and what that does to the insurance carrier, right? I'm speaking mainly to the benefits of the contractors, but when you think of the insurance carrier, um, uh, you know, a buzzword in today's insure tech landscape is uh, what's called low touch and no touch claims. Right, you have these digital insurers like Lemonade and Next and Hippo uh, coming into this space uh, marketing to millennials and saying, you know, take a photo with your phone, you're insured. Oh, you have a claim, right? File the claim with your mobile app and, you know, Lemonade boasts that they've uh, settled the fastest claim ever in the history in about uh, about three minutes they sell the $2,000 claim. Right, and they put this on all their marketing. So time to close a claim is a huge sticking point for customers and traditional carriers are now faced with the fact that hey we can't wait three days till we send an adjuster to Dan's house right that's a long time Dan's gonna get disappointed he's gonna bad mouth travelers online right we want to get him settled fast but if they've got your emergency response person going and scanning Matterport they'll do what's called virtual adjusting or desk adjusting remote adjusting Uh, these are terms we didn't make up gladly for us the drone folks got into this insurance space before us and have pioneered kind of the idea today, Allstate never goes to a roof claim. Uh, roof claims are about 50% of claims, property claims, you know, mostly uh, coming from hail. Uh, and uh, today, Allstate will send a drone photographer from the neighborhood, similar to an MSP network, you know, using a drone base or other uh, drone pilot networks, send them over to your house, they'll fly the drone. The drone will produce a 3D model as well as a, a visual documentation of your roof. And a desk adjuster will sit at their desk and adjust the claim remotely, right? So we didn't invent anything in the world of virtual adjusting, but we were the first that enable this for a large loss interior claim.
0: It, it <laughs> seems like an amazing thing because I mean, the general contractor that came out, again, I, I, was, I was lucky. The, the owner of the business happened to be the one that came out, 30 person company, and so our, our confidence level in this whole discussion was 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 super high. But that said, I was really surprised that 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 someone so senior was doing this Xactimate thing and taking the pictures. And I'm I'm saying, But hey David, I, I got I got this 3D model and it has all the measurements in it. And he looked at it and he said, Wow, that's really that's cool. Um, but this is what I do, and this is what the insurance companies expect. And you know, I'm I'm sure that'll be great for the next generation of people like me. But, you know, my level of sophistication is I do email and I have voicemail and I'm just kind of a low tech person. So I, yeah. I was like, Ugh, but I got something that seems like would save everybody all this time in the whole process.
1: So Dan, I mean, as leading the go to market in this industry, I can tell you one of the uh, less easy aspects of going to market in the insurance industry is the um, I guess inertia and uh, this is how things have always been done kind of mentality. uh, That exists in every industry, Um, but it's, uh, you know, having gone with Matterport into the architecture and engineering space, taken us to market in the construction space, the facility space, uh, you know, the mortgage appraisal space, uh, and then most recently, uh, and we operate, by the way, other than in insurance claims, also in insurance underwriting and risk. Having gone into all these spaces, the insurance uh, field is one of those that is, uh, uh, I guess, most plagued with that kind of mentality. And it's definitely an, an, um, uh, an inhibitor to disruption, uh, but not a blocker. Uh, as uh, you know, most will tell you uh, about uh, this time last year, um, there were about 500 scans done a month uh, for insurance claims. We're nearing uh, 8,000 today, right? So it's not stopped us. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, um, this disruption is happening at a very high pace. We hope to be at 80,000 a year from
0: Yeah, now. that's awesome. This seems like su- such a ripe opportunity to disrupt a, a space in, in such a positive way. You know, speaking it, it literally as a homeowner that went went through this process, and I'm, I'm watching everybody measure the same space over and over and over again and taking pictures of the same stuff over and over again. And then, oh, by the way, it's the back and forth. So we're the my general contractor says, well, you know, they've approved this, 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 and this, but they've disputed this. So we got to take some more pictures. Are you going to be around? We're going to come out, take some pictures. Oh, the insurance adjuster wants to come out again. I I really think we probably had four different visits by the insurance adjuster. And I'm going, well, okay, well, I don't know why. Well, and I can understand some of it because when they opened up the wall in the the living room by the remediation company, when we finally got to the, to the, um, the, 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 um, the restoration part, uh, it was obvious that the two by four problem continued further. So they really needed to open up the wall more than what was done originally. So somebody from the insurance company wanted to come out, I guess, and verify that even though they took some more pictures that the wall was opened up, that that, that really needed to be done or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you, you touched on another important topic that uh, that is the return visits aspect of it, right? So everything we talked about, touchless claim, no claim, even if you do send an adjuster, which often you will, even from a customer service perspective, right? For a large loss, you might want to have somebody there, you know, the house just burned down. Uh, you might want to have someone there regardless of uh, the settlement of the claim. Um, but even so, we discovered that on large losses, Uh, over 50% of claims will get a second visit and about 30% will get a third visit. Is that crazy? Is
0: is that just unbelievable? I just find that amazing. Like what couldn't you get done on the
1: Well, it makes sense when you have missed measurements and missed photos. But with Matterport, you never miss a measurement. You never miss a photo, right? You capture everything uh, and you measure everything. And if you miss the measurement, you just go back to your workshop and grab that measurement. Um, and, you know, just to touch a little bit on measurements, because be, having gone to market with Matterport and different markets, accuracy is changes in requirement based on workflow. For estimating, the Pro 2 is definitely uh, within accuracy, within uh, estimation grade. Um, so that's that definitely makes it uh, a lot easier uh, than other spaces where, you know, for some things it works, for some it doesn't. So you touched on the return visit aspect, but you know, I wanna take you back to that contractor and you mentioned something very important. Why is this very skilled person, right? And, and I'll tell you this, the estimator in a restoration firm is paid between 50 and $100 an hour. Everyone else on that team is paid minimum wage, right? The guys ripping out your drywall and carpeting is, are paid minimum wage. You know Why is this person who is the most uh, 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 accredited, uh, experienced and skillful person on this team um, taking out a, a tape measure and measuring uh, things for hours and sketching in, uh, in software. The it seems kind
0: of backwards skill. for me. I mean, may, maybe it's obvious to, to, to me, but I'm thinking, okay, this camera, the Matter, Matterport Pro 2 3D camera that you mentioned, you, it scans and it has literally all the, men- all the dimensions, all the photography. It's... It, uh, it seems like it would have everything that that anyone in this whole conversation needs, from the from the remediation to the uh, renovation to the general contract. Other than
1: other than the scope, right? What we don't do, and I stress yet, is through AI, right? Eventually, but currently, what we can't do is you scan the room, and I'll tell you all the line items that are needed. That estimator, that's where he's needed. That is truly his skill set. Because you look at a damaged room, you see a damaged room. They see seventy-five different line items, right? And that's why they're paid that much because they are the ones writing the bill for but the I, insurance. I,
0: it didn't. It didn't seem. I mean, it would seem like that could be a remote job. Why, why does somebody have to do the estimate in, in the house when you have a Matterport scan? You, it seems like you'd have everything you need in measurements okay, and measurements.
1: And that's, and what you say right now leads me to my next point of, you know, not only are you able to give the camera to your, one of your um, low cost, right, minimum wage employees that, that can go and do the scan. Uh, and keep in mind, this is not a scan that needs to be very aesthetically pleasing, right? So your, your listeners who are, you know, might be thinking, how can you give this, uh, you know, uh, you know, 15 bucks an hour, uh, a high turnover, low skilled employee, a Matterport camera and expect a good scan. Well, it doesn't really need to be a good scan, right? You don't need really good visibility and going through the doors and making uh, sure the lighting is correct. That's not really what you care about in this setting. Uh, so really anybody can do it. And then you say, wait! Not only am I taking that task out of his hand. Now, if all they need to do is scope, right, write in those line items, why don't they do that virtually? And a huge thing that, like I said, when we started going to this market, we gave this uh, the Pro 2 camera to uh, estimators and project managers and said, here, make your life easier, right? Just measure automatically, take photos, don't miss photos. It's very easy, um, and it's very fast. What more and more we saw as customers had this is saying wait, now I can get to three times more homes because my limited bottleneck resource is that estimator. And in a catastrophe event, you know, we have a customer up in Chicago, last February, Polar Vortex. They said within a week, 1,500 jobs landed on our table. This, they're, they're used to this. This industry is used to this, right? 50 to 70% of annual revenue in this industry comes from catastrophe events, not your everyday water losses. So these companies, it's not a new thing for them where they suddenly have a peak of work, right? But what they can't do is always be set up for that peak in terms of vans, dehumidifiers, blowers, team members, right? Labor. So they handle whatever they can and they hand off whatever they can't. But if your biggest limited resources that is hard to scale is that estimator, not a blower or dehumidifier, which you could easily rent from Hertz or Sunbelt Rentals and all these companies, it's that, or a fan that you could rent, um, or even you know, um, you know, a, a camera, all of that equipment can be scaled quite fast, but what you can't scale is that skilled resource, right? But for them, for our customer in Chicago, this was Chicago Water and Fire, we did a case study about them. During that polar vortex, we're able to handle 20% more jobs, which is, translates directly to revenue, just because they were able to have their estimators sit in the office, and their low-cost employees out. They have over 50 Matterport cameras deployed, right? And all they're doing is scanning these frozen homes and moving on, right? So the mitigation crew is there left fixing. But as soon as they've got that scan, they have everything they need to do to build, and that's what they care about. Right? I, I
0: imagine if you're scanning in Chicago, you're you're also probably <coughs> glad that you can get in and get out a lot faster, because I, you know, it, if I, I have well. to think that using the the Matterport. Uh, scan is is going to be far less time on site for anyone that's doing that documentation. So I, I you know, just again, thinking about, okay, David's walking, uh, says, you know, Dan, I'm going to be a while. Oh, David, that's fine. I'm just working out of the house. That's fine. Okay. You know, a couple hours later, well, in Atlanta, we don't have any issues with cold and we obviously we didn't have a fire, so we didn't have open, open walls, et cetera. But I imagine if you got either uh, water damage in Chicago or fire damage in Chicago, or both, uh, it's cold. And if you're trying to do Xactimate, that just seems crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely also a matter of convenience. And like you said, time on site, uh, I guess what I'll emphasize is who's time on site, right? Mm -hmm. It might extend by a half hour the time needed on site from someone who's there fixing the wall. But frankly, he's gonna stay there well beyond the scan. So you're not really extending his time. The estimator, on the other hand, uh, that you could get to visit once, scan once, and not have to return to the site, right? So you're saving drive time, not only time on site, but you might get have him skip going to the site altogether. Like we said, and in that case, you're highly decreasing your expensive labor's time on site and drive time, and slightly increasing your low-cost labor's time on site. So it's a very easy math, but you know, what, what we touched on this a little bit, there are benefits well beyond just the contractor. There are benefits to the insurance carrier. And where that's important is if you ask most of these, you know, like we, we started with your story, there's two ways this happens. One, you call the restoration company. Two, you call the insurance carrier and they assign restoration. What that means is that this, this um, restoration contractor is, uh, is highly dependent on insurance carriers liking them. Right, having good relationships with the adjusters in their area is crucial. It's literally mission critical for all these companies to exist. And when you send a Matterport documentation and a Matterport created measurement sketch, um, and we now deliver that. Just as a side note, right, you can order a full Xactimate sketch, roughly cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Right, just like oh. we deliver that fifteen dollar floor plan, we deliver a two hundred and fifty dollar up to 4,000 square feet sketch. It's called take, take,
0: take a moment and talk more about that, please.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so you know what we realized uh, very quickly, and uh, I think what you're gonna see is this is the way Matterport is going in general, is why are we, if, if folks are downloading our $15 floor plan, and then that gets them 70% of the way there, and now they're plugging it into Xactimate and creating an Xactimate sketch, why don't I just deliver them the Xactimate sketch I'll do it at scale, I'll power it with AI, and I'll do it in a lot more cost-effective manner that allows me to make a profit, as well as a contractor to save, uh, you know, potentially uh, uh, half his in-house cost for producing that sketch. So it's a win-win. Um, so we do that. Um, so
0: th- th- this this is super exciting, but I think it it, it, it kind of begs a couple questions. So does, does the insurance, does the general contractor make less money or the, whoever, because if you're the general contractor and that used to take you two and a half hours, but now you can get it for 250 bucks, is is that?
1: So, I mean, ultimately, if you bought it for 250 bucks, you can upsell it uh, as a service, right? So most of these guys, what they're doing is they're actually making a higher margin because their time and material cost for doing this um, There are certain regulations around that uh, in terms of what you're able to price, because if you think about it, sure, then why doesn't the contractor just take 10 hours to do it and make even more money, right? So there is a limitation to the G&A that they could fit into on a claim, right? But if they say, now I've gotten this service from an outside vendor called Matterport, that is something that they could, just like any subcontractor's service, right? You mentioned the painters, Right, so your mitigation contractor can hire a subcontract as a painter and make a margin on their service. Right, um, so there's <clears throat> there's more opportunity for actually margin because now they charge 300. You know, we charge 250 for that true sketch. They can charge an extra 50 uh, or so, and that's actually margin that they can make. Uh, but the other aspect is the opportunity cost. Right, uh, it's not only am I making money off this true sketch but now I have seven hours that I would have had an estimator doing that sketch that are freed up for me, All right? So you're not only making it back up and now you can get to 20% more claims, well, right? You, or,
0: you mentioned the, the thousand claims in, in Chicago in a short period of time. I can't right. even imagine that they had enough adjusters, enough
1: um, estimators,
0: estimators on, on staff to be even able to, to do the exactimate, so it, it, it sounds like you solved the real bottleneck for-
1: And even not in catastrophe events, Dan, uh, I mean, even on the day-to-day, it, this could mean that they're able to, you know, who knows, maybe even reduce their estimating staff from three to two, or from three to one, or alternatively say, hey, now I've got, uh, uh, um, you know, I've got one highly skilled estimator, right? And what a highly skilled estimator often means is, is you know, a good estimator will see 50 line items in that broken room. An excellent one might see 70 because of their knowledge of the software. Um, maybe have him in the office reviewing the Novus estimators uh, claims uh, virtually. Right. So there's a lot of training possibilities here that open up a lot of uh, quality assurance possibilities that open up uh, You know, on top of these kind of remote virtual capabilities
0: mm-hmm. let, let me ask you a tactical question in there uh, f- first um, I, I, I've forgotten the name of what you call that product or service a
1: true sketch
0: a, a matterport true sketch yes on the on the matterport true sketch um, how long does it take to deliver that
1: so um, we're in beta with it uh, it is currently a two business day deliverable. Uh, We're hoping to get it down to one day. Uh, Time is extremely critical in this industry, more so than any other space we operate. You know, I mentioned that the carriers have big overhead when they have a claim in their pipeline. Carriers often put pressure on these contractors to turn claims around in a matter of days. Small claims, it could be in a matter of hours. So we're constantly working to improve the turnaround of TrueSketch, knowing how time sensitive it is.
0: And um, and what were what were some of the adjusters cl- uh, claim adjusters? Would, did they ever work with Matter Pack or no? No, they always worked with the two schematic
1: No, uh, they've worked with our schematic floor plans or with a true sketch. That's really the two alternatives. Sometimes <laughs> on small claims, they won't do either. Um, like I said, you know, in a room where you could easily estimate or even just use workshop to get wall to wall measurements, that's enough.
0: So, so, they might take the floor plan view in a Matterport tour and literally sketch over the top of that.
1: They could do that. Um, you know, there are issues. We feel like in, in small claims, they often do that. Uh, in larger claims, um, they want to get it as tight as possible. It's part <laughs> of uh, their claim. You know, I, I mentioned having insurance carriers like you is mission critical, and that's yeah. something we help out with a lot, right? Because versus, Uh, poor photography and human error prone and exaggeration prone sketches. Now the carrier and the adjuster specifically is receiving, you know, uh, bulletproof content in the form of a Matterport scan. Guess what job in that region, where that job is going next to that contractor that used Matterport. And that is by far one of the things we hear across the board from our customers in this space is this thing is getting me more business. And we love to hear that because that's the, you know, when you talk of value proposition, saving time is great, saving money, saving drive, you talked about convenience, that's great. Uh, but when you're talking about getting more jobs, or in that example that I said you're able to get to more jobs, that's where your value prop turns, in my opinion, having gone to many markets before, that's when your value proposition goes from nice to have to must have. Well, talk,
0: uh, uh, Tomer, talk more about that. What are, What are all the different ways to... For, for someone in this space to make money, whether, whether that's a public adjuster or a remediation company or someone that's doing restoration? Where, where's the opportunity to make more money?
1: Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, I went over two of those, and again, you touched public adjusters, it's a little bit of a different beast. Um, public adjusters, for those of you on uh, who don't uh, know what that is, there are several types of adjusters in the world. One is the insurance adjuster, they are staff, organic staff of that insurance carrier. Often they're either desk adjusters or field adjusters. Uh, Then you have what's called independent adjusters. Those are outsourced adjusters used by insurance companies. So they are anything but independent, but that's their name nonetheless. Uh, They work for the insurance carrier. They're an extension of that insurance carrier. Main reason that they're needed is that, um, like we mentioned, this industry is prone to catastrophe and all states can't have 10,000 adjusters in uh, the Houston area, but suddenly Hurricane Harvey hits and that's what they need. So they'll hire these outsourced adjusters, uh, as well as in areas where they have low policyholder coverage and they don't want a staff member there, uh, they'll hire outsourced. And then the third type of adjuster is a public adjuster, and that is the adjuster that works for the policyholder. Right? They're an adjuster, which means they're an expert in insurance policy, but they're on your side. Um, These are also big customers of Matterport. uh, And the main reason is they also have to sketch and document, but then they have to go to mitigation. Often they're used in claims where there is dispute, right? You don't bring on a public adjuster if it is a very clear cut case and your insurance carrier is going to cover it, no questions asked. That's usually not when they're brought in. They're brought in when there's a question of coverage, an extent of coverage, and underinsurance and all these. Uh, edge scenarios, it's usually around 10% of claims, 5 to 10% of claims they're brought on. When they are brought on, by the way, claims settle for 20% more. So highly recommend using them if you're in a disputed claim. Um, but these public adjusters basically have to tell a story. They use Matterport for storytelling and negotiation, all right? because ultimately they'll stand in front of a, a third party appraiser or a judge or a jury or an investigator right? And they'll have to tell their policyholder's story. And telling a story, as we've been told many, many times by these public adjusters, telling a story becomes 10 times easier and more persuasive when you have Matterport at your side, right? And that's what they're using it for. They're uni- using Matterport to win cases, right? To, to settle cases. Very different from uh, a restoration contractor, which is using Matterport to file a claim, right? Document a claim, communicate on that claim to their insurance carrier.
0: So for, um, the, for the remediation company, where's the opportunity to, to, to make more money for a remediation company?
1: Excuse yeah. Me. So, uh, you know, all the things I mentioned, right? You're lowering uh, time on site, you're lowering return visit, you're lowering visits altogether. You're doing things in an S, in a remote fashion, right? Um, another big thing that I touched on is carriers will like you Uh, your relationship with insurance carriers will improve. What I didn't mention is that uh, often, mostly on the commercial property side, um, most commercial property owners, property managers, facility managers, um, they are targeted directly by these mitigation firms, right? You go to them and say, hey, here's my card. If you ever have a loss, you know, head of this university, and universities, for example, that span huge campuses, they experience five to 10 losses a year right? So this is something that's constantly happening, right? little fire, electrical fire, flood, window was open, this whole server room was spread. They get losses on a constant basis, vandalism, theft, right? A lot of cases. Um, so they're actively targeted. Uh, what we've been seeing contractors do and go say, hey, I will scan your facility for you and I'll get to this use case on the policyholder side in a second, which is inventory documentation, very important piece of this. Um, but they go in and say, I will document everything in your property for the case of a claim so you have an easier time inventorying." Um, and now, here's my card, use me for any loss. So we've heard that not only do you build relationship with carriers, which are huge constituents, but also you build relationship with property managers, commercial property owners in your area. Huge for these guys. Um, and then one last piece that we constantly hear from our customers is uh, what's called breakage claims. Often, when your contractors going into your house, Dan, and, and doing things there for the span of nine months, um, in about, um, you know, I think I heard one in five cases, contractors will come and tell me, hey, Tomer, about one in five cases, I have a customer coming tell me, you scratched my fridge, you scratched my hardwood floors, you broke my driveway uh, cement, you, so many different claims. Now, you have to keep in mind this person, policyholder, sometimes under distress, losing a lot of money. Maybe they were underinsured. Maybe there's court cases happening. They're on edge. And what often happens is contractors say, I just pay it out. right? I don't want heartache. I don't want this guy going to the insurance company telling him that my contractor uh, 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 screwed me over. That's not what I want. I just, you know what? Here's a new armoire. Here's a new fridge. Here's a new, you know, we'll fix, we'll paint over that we'll do it, and I take the loss myself. Um, What they tell me now is, Tomer, I go in, first thing I do is I Matterport scan, right? And then anything that the policyholder tells me, oh, this was that, you did this, you did that, I have perfect documentation, especially with a Pro2. This is something that Pro2 users have told us consistently. The level of Zoom I can get to, I can see a scratch in the wood. And then, not only do I not pay it out, but I've got great relationship going on with this customer who says, okay, you're right, Totally my bad.
0: So that's coming from the scan that was done before the remediation even began.
1: Yes, yes. That's from what we call the pre-mitigation scan. Now keep in mind, contractors scan uh, at three different points in time using Matterport. The first time is that pre-mitigation or FNOL scan, right? First notice of loss. The second one is after the mitigation job has been done, which means they dried up the water, they took down the drywall, they pulled out the carpeting, they removed furniture, all that stuff. And then a third one, post-repair, post-restoration, and that is, you know, after the house has been fixed. That's basically the three stages that are critical for the contractor to document in order to give their insurance carrier and say, this was the damage, this was the work I did on the mitigation front, here is the quality of work that I did on the repair front, pay me.
0: So are any of the renovation companies using the before and after as a way to get business, to differentiate themselves, to make?
1: You know, I'd say renovation is a broader category than specifically remediation for insurance purposes. For insurance purposes, they're doing this both as a record for here's the policyholder, here's your new house, go use this Matterport scan to sell your house maybe, Um, but they're also using it for self-serving reasons like they need, you know, here's an interesting fact When you have an insurance claim against your house, it's actually also against your mortgage company's asset, right? So the mortgage company, in order to uh, allow this contractor to get paid by the insurance company, says, wait, I need to sign off that the repair was done here and kept the asset value at what it is because I own 70% of that asset, right? So often you need a mortgage inspector to come to your house, but the mortgage inspector is in no rush to come to your house. So you might be waiting three weeks, four weeks, five weeks to get the money from your insurance company just because the mortgage company hasn't inspected. With a matter we, of, where send it over. They clear the inspection, and get paid right away.
0: Very uh, interesting because pre- our, our mor- yeah. thank heavens, our mortgage is paid. So this is like a whole nother topic because we didn't, we didn't have that layer of complexity. But yeah. had we uh, still had a mortgage on our house, we might have had to wait for the. Co- completed documentation to go over to the mortgage company for them to sign off on it?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have to wait for it and contractor has to wait for it. And for you, it might be extremely, uh, of extreme heartache for contractors. You talk to them. They have huge liquidity issues in this industry, right? Um, uh, often getting paid plus 90 plus 120. Right, so these are horrible payment terms from the insurance companies, and delaying that payment by another three, four, five weeks often puts them in a cash crunch. So, we'll uh, so as you, your as your business
0: yeah. grows, you're at risk of going out of business because you're- like many
1: businesses, yeah. like many businesses, the bigger yeah. you are, the more you're leveraged, the more loans you need from your bank to uh, work in capital loans, but. So this are, case, are
0: you, are you hearing from the companies that, that, that this is helping improve their cash flow because they're getting oh, yeah. paid faster from the insurance Getting paid
1: company? faster not only because of that mortgage aspect, but they're getting paid faster because their time to settlement is faster because there's less disputes. That's probably the key source of speed that we add. They're getting paid faster because their time to file that claim has gotten faster. So they're filing <laughs> claims faster. They're spending less time in disputes, and they're getting inspected faster So all these elements add to just a much faster uh, getting paid period Uh, from the contractor side. What I like about this is that, you know, often we go to fields and we improve uh, different people's lives, I feel, uh, Matterport. In this case, one of these kind of indirect effects is the the benefit to policyholders. I mean, policyholders, and this is a good leeway for uh, this next little bit, but policyholders getting to their homes faster after catastrophe events, or getting to their businesses faster, uh, you know, factories opening up faster, uh, any kind of property loss that is mitigated and settled and repaired faster for me is a huge net benefit to people and to the economy, right? So yes. I feel like that's, a, that's an amazing thing that we're able to do here.
0: Yeah, our, our project took nine months, which I think is unusual uh, because we actually used it as an opportunity to say, okay, let's renovate the bathroom let's let's not renovate the bathroom after we put down the, the the new hardwood floors yeah uh you know, and if there was a happy lining for for us at at the the forty one thousand plus change uh the the insurance and the general contractor and the remediation company they they were within maybe a thousand dollars where, where um, and that we were only oh, that came out of our pocket, and that was only because we chose to we wanted to have our plumber. Our master plumber deal with a lot of the stuff rather than the uh, the, the plumber from the general contractor, and our plumber costs more. So um, we were we and we were totally happy to have our new hardwood floors because we'd been in the house since it was built. So I think it was uh, you know well, maybe almost 17 years we hadn't we hadn't refinished the floors. So we're going well. This you know out of out of adversity came something good. We got new hardwood yeah. floors. And uh, we put laminate in the, in the basement instead of the carpet. Uh, my wife's happy because we had so much stuff that was wet that she thought was
1: crap anyway. So <laughs> she,
0: we threw out a ton of stuff. And so we decluttered.
1: Uh, yeah, we In your more- case, though, because it wasn't a total loss, right? you were able to stay living in your home. Think of often folks who are living in alternative housing or hotels around. That's huge cost to the insurance company for sure. And that's why they want to reduce that cycle time. But it's yeah. also just a huge inconvenience.
0: I, I think we had to step out of the house for seven or 10 days that the, ho- that the insurance company put us up at uh, a, a hotel while the yeah. hardwood floors were, were being done. Yeah. Uh, there there was a moment where it was kind of depressing because all the furniture on the main level of the house had to be removed in, in preparation for the uh the hardwood floor, so I think we literally had two lawn chairs and a TV set, and we're watching yeah. the TV and we're looking around and going, "Well, this is kind of depressing." But at the end of the day, we got some new floors out of it. We were happy. Uh, the The process seemed to work. I just thought it was, yeah. it, it, was it was the most inefficient process of yeah, picture picture. picture a, come back and we're take more pictures.
1: Efficiency in there, um, yeah. So um, you. Do you think touched earlier on policyholders, right? Like in what policyholders, you know, services, where the policyholder uh, uh, gets benefits here for. Um, but one thing, you know, we touched on these three points in time, first notice of loss, mitigation and post repair. But there's another really important, you know, point in time, and that is before the property was damaged, right? Insurance carriers would love to get their hands on your property, a second before it was flooded, uh, because most of what's called insurance fraud is because you go and say, "Hey, this was like that. This was brand new. This was mahogany. Uh, this was Sony, right?" Uh, and and basically, when you inventory your things, and this anybody who's gone through a loss can say, you know, especially a fire loss where the things that were there are no longer there, is told go inventory everything you had in your living room, and. Not only is this an extremely painful process, you don't really know, and you're going to miss 30%. So you're going to be undercovered by 30%. And it's just a horrible, nightmarish situation for homeowners to uh, go sort through the ashes. Uh, so who, who's, uh, the
0: bi- who's the business opportunity for, for for the documentation of the house prior to a loss?
1: Yeah, so you know we're, we're engaging lots of insurance carriers and the carriers are telling us, um, you know, sure, I would love to have that scan, but for home insurance that I'm going to take, I don't know, a $1,000 in premium a year, I'm not sending anyone over to cut into my margin by, you know, 30% with a $300 scan. Uh, that's not what I'm after. Uh, I'd rather uh, just go based off satellite imagery, give him value and, you know, take his word for it in the case of a claim. Not the case so much in commercial properties where they do inspect Um, And that's kind of how we play in the insurance uh, uh, underwriting space as we say, hey, um, you know, we could send potentially a scan service provider to that commercial property to scan it, get an inspection done. You have full inventory of the situation pre-loss. And your underwriting department now has much better data to underwrite with. Uh, when you think of underwriting, it's composed of two factors, right? What is the value of the property I'm underwriting? And what is the risk associated with that property? You match those two, you'll get a premium, right? And that's what underwriters do. That's what the actuaries do in the insurance companies. Now, the so data- So is that an
0: opportunity for the renovation company? or? No, the not
1: so much. Not so much. It's a, uh, well- Partially, and I'll get to that in a second. But this is basically the need—the need of the insurance carrier. Both, if there is a claim, that need is, is is even more so because now they really want to know what was there. But even in the onset, when they're just insuring or reinsuring, uh, you know, reinspecting the property, they want to know what's there and what's the risk associated with it, so they can better um, uh, give you a premium and that you won't be underinsured. Right? That's a huge risk that you carry. Is if if you say your house has $10,000 worth of goods and that's now you're happy because your premium is lower, but then there's a fire and you, you start adding things up and you said $70,000 of things carrier goes and says, well, your policy only covers for up to $10,000 worth of goods. Why'd you tell us there was 10,000 in there, right? So it's in both sides interest often to get appropriate insurance, right? And retroactively, you would have said, of course, I would have paid an extra $10 a month on insurance if I would have known that I wouldn't be losing out on $60,000 on this loss. Right. Um, So often it's in both sides interest to get the right amount of insurance. Now, where is the opportunity here and for who it is? There is a big opportunity, especially in areas that are prone to disaster. So whether that's northern California, where I am right now, or southeast, you know, Florida Panhandle, uh, the Texas coastline, uh, the Midwest, um, flood prone areas along the Mississippi, those areas, especially when you're talking high net worth homes, but generally homes that, you know, uh, I say high net worth, that's where we've seen the most business pick up for this type of offering, but actually going out and saying, hey, uh, you know, knock on doors, hey, you've got a million dollars worth of stuff in this house, do you really wanna risk the case of a flood or fire, taking this all out and then getting paid low by the insurance, not because they don't wanna pay, just because you don't have any proof. Do you have receipts or pictures? That's the first thing the insurance carrier is gonna ask you. And if not, then they'll go and give some kind of settlement that's somewhere in the middle, right? We're not gonna, uh, we don't believe that our war was worth $5,000 in terms of the quality and here's $1,000. And that's what you'll get on a lot of your claim, unless you have really good photography capture of everything. So anyway. it,
0: it sounds like you've transitioned, perhaps, to uh, opportunities for Matterport uh, service partners. For,
1: for Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're seeing and, this. And that like, sounds said, like the
0: first opportunity is documentation prior to loss.
1: Documentation prior to loss, especially in storm and you know disaster-stricken areas, especially in, um, in high net worth residential. Uh, what we're also seeing is a lot of our contractors um, like a lot of our restoration contractors, like I said, offering this to commercial owners, they're less focused on residential, uh, except again in the high net worth area uh, arena. Um, so, so basically that's one opportunity is going to commercial and residential properties, high net worth especially, and offering that kind of inventory service for the case of a claim. Now you have something for your insurance uh, to show your insurance agency, uh, to show uh, uh, your carrier uh, in the case of a loss. Um, Another big opportunity is I mentioned this industry being extremely, um, uh, you know, centered around disasters, right? Like often you'll see folks, 70% of my annual revenue comes from the two months of winter and specifically, you know, one or two or three big storms. Uh, That's something that you often hear in this industry. And uh, this industry is very used to supplementing. And like I said, that's labor supplementing. Uh, Supplementing with vehicles, supplementing with hardware, Uh, what they would often like is, and we've seen this and I've talked to several MSPs who have done business like this, is say, you know, go reach reach out to your local restoration company. They'll likely not use you for the day-to-day Matterport scanning because, you know, they have cheap labor. They're already going on site right? And they're very used to lugging around hardware, right? Their trucks are full of hardware.
0: It's also 24-7 on demand. So, you know, let's- For
1: 7 they needed emergency. But in the case of a storm, and now suddenly there's a flood, there's a hurricane, I guarantee you, you as a Matterport service provider, go to that area, that region, call up the, the restoration contractors and say, Hey, I've got a device. Most likely by now, if I've done my job well, they would have heard about Matterport and they're ready for your call. Basically, saying, Of course, you're another hand, a working hand with a Matterport device. I got five jobs for you today, right? Um, not only that, uh, but even if they haven't heard of Matterport, your pitch is I will go to all your losses, perfectly document them, and deliver you an, an exactimate sketch all within the next two business days for these next 10 properties, and they'll say, you know, go, basically. Um, so that's, that's the other element of big opportunity is I'd say familiarize yourself with your local restoration uh, contractor, reach out to them, get them uh, to understand the, the offering that you have. Often, by the way, they might say, you know what, this seems like a great service, and on the day-to-day use you, maybe until they buy a Matterport camera, Uh, or even afterwards, right? Who knows, Um, uh, depending on their business model and how much they want to get involved in this. Uh, So definitely be able to offer them as an initial service, but even more so in the case of a disaster where you say, in a disaster, tell me, give me addresses, and all I do is go hit up these addresses scan, send it to your estimator and move on to the next loss. You'll be estimating 10 times more homes than you would having your own estimator going around measuring, documenting and moving on like that. Um, so it's a great offering to restoration firms in that sense. Uh, same thing with public adjusters. Public adjusters, unlike restoration contractors, are not minimum wage and, um, and they are often not uh, uh, on site you know, as an emergency as much as uh, the contractor. So I'd say there's even more opportunity there get familiar with the public adjusters in your area and offer them this service. Uh, so, so I'd say probably between the public adjuster, supplementing restoration contractors and offering inventory documentation services, those are probably my top three opportunities for Matterport service providers.
0: You know, I I think I would add maybe one or two. Um, no, I, I think if, if there's a, maybe a, a remediation company or restoration company um, that's, Thinking about Matterport, but they just they, they just don't know. Then this might be an opportunity to say, hey, you know, take me with take take me with you on some jobs so that you can see the workflow, continue to use your Xactimate, but watch the parallel process of, of, of what I can deliver for you. Now that's not a sustaining business model for the photographer. On the other hand, that might be an opportunity for training and support uh, locally to to be training people.
1: I'd say it is an opportunity because even when that contractor buys that camera, you are their go-to supplement, right? So actually going around and saying, initially, I will offer Matterport services on your losses until a point where that contractor says, hey, look, this is amazing, but I need more availability of the camera. I want my team with it. And I want it to be uh, readily available to me and I'm okay with hardware costs and the training of it. But like I said, suddenly we get three X more jobs because there was a storm this month and I'm not going to go and buy two more Matterport cameras Mm -hmm. and then sell them, right? So that's Mm -hmm. the idea of supplementing. The best way to get in your contractor's supplement pocket is by initially offering a Matterport service until they buy. Uh, So I I think it's a sustainable model.
0: I could imagine the, uh, the the company you were describing in Chicago that has now bought fifty cameras at some point somebody had to train the people and you know there was an opportunity for some company to be doing training and support and hand holding and so I think that 's an opportunity for 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 service providers. I think uh, uh, demonstrating the the uh, what matterport can do i don 't you know given that there's three places that someone scans. Uh, which is like twenty four seven with an hour of of that fire or flood that 's not really an opportunity for a service provider, nor is documenting after that remediation of here are all the blowers, the humidifiers uh, devices, etc um, maybe for the after fact, but again, I think that 's a probably a, a general contractor that now already has a camera, so i I, I still think that the training. And uh, and the emergency, uh, you know, if 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 uh, if there's particularly in California or the Panhandle, someplace in Florida, that maybe hurricanes, fires, uh, flood, it 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 seems like there's a whole lot of business there, and that probably is not a a business that is going to be a lot of pushback on price when the when the when the general contractor all of a sudden has a, a thousand opportunities. Uh, it can only handle half of them. Uh, those uh, those other 500 are, is found money, and I would yeah. imagine that the, the the scanning is going to be a very profitable business for the service provider, as well as marking up the. Uh, uh, forgive me, the true sketch. True sketch yeah. is, yeah. is, is uh, you know even if even if the service provider is paying 250 dollars for the the true sketch is still an opportunity to mark that up.
1: Yeah, either mark it up or just use it as, like I said, as a lead generator, right? That's good. Yeah. What that's going to get uh, the contractors extremely interested is when you say you can deliver a full Xactimate sketch. They know that there is, you know, today in the world, there are 34 Xactimate certified trainers. It's an extremely coveted uh, skill set. So for you to come off the street and say, I'll deliver a perfect sketch in two days, is uh you know often mind-blowing for
0: the yeah United. it's crazy exciting um before we wrap it up I, I have just a couple other questions i i know we have some some folks that have been uh, patiently uh, standing by in our, our green room if they could just keep typing the questions i'll see if i can get to them in the the notes that i'm looking at um tomer i'm, I'm just wondering if, if this is such an amazing thing for the insurance companies um, uh, do you think we'll be at some point where it's just a requirement? If, if you want to do work for travelers insurance, you're going to be expected that that the claim's going to be fi- That the the, the the three phases of documentation is going to require a Matterport or something similar.
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, it's definitely a big part of my role. Is to um, I'd say almost act as an evangelist for Matterport at mm-hmm. the insurance carrier level. Uh, you know, we were on a call with uh, you know we're all extremely uh, NDA'd in this industry, so a major top 10 carrier, and, um, you know, this is our first call with them, uh, and this is with a VP of claims and, um, you know, some some pretty major folks in that organization, and uh, as we kick off the meeting, you know, I, I, you know, say, okay, well, maybe just let's align here. Does everybody know what a Matterport scan looks like of a claim? Should I pull it up? Uh, And the head of claims tells me, oh, no need. I've actually given a presentation on Matterport to our adjusting staff. And uh, I say, great, uh, where did you hear about it? She's like, where did I hear about it? Over the past six months, we've received here at X insurer over 300 Matterport scans from restoration companies. Our adjusters love them. We don't even need to pilot Matterport. They're already going into, okay, how do I get an account so I can have models transferred to me for storage, you know, for safekeeping post Uh, scan. How do I, um, you know, get, uh, um, give me a network of the contractors using this? I'd like to engage them and prefer them over others. Uh, Give me a list of service providers. So if there is no contractor with a Matterport in the area, I could solicit an MSP. Uh, So, you know, we're facilitating all of that. We're not doing technically any direct selling to carriers just yet, um, because really what we're trying to get them to do is adopt the medium Uh, Currently, I'd say we're not yet at enforcing a Matterport scan, but we're definitely at the stage of incentivizing a Matterport scan, right? So, uh, which, you know, when an insurance carrier that's a top 10, um, uh, you know, that's a top 10 insurance carrier tells the the world that they prefer Matterport scanners over non-Matterport scanners of contractors, that has a big effect on what contractors do.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. What are you doing talking to me today? You should be out talking to all the major insurance companies, g- creating that demand for for the entire pipeline.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a big part of uh, of what we do in business development. That's it's, so,
0: it's super exciting to hear that. You, it sounds like it, you know if it's not if it's not this week, next month, you know next year, it seems like it's inevitable that the insurance companies, for all the reasons that we've been discussing today. At some point, are going to say this is the minimum level of performance that if you want to if you want to submit a claim to our insurance company, you need to be using this. Or at the yep. very least, we're going to be paying a different rate, or a bonus, or an incentive because we know we can close out the claim faster. We're, we're going to have less issues in, in terms of uh, discrepancies. You know, for a thousand yeah, other reasons. And warranty,
1: right? The ability to capture that repair scan. And then someone claiming that the uh, contractor didn't fix what they did fix. And there's a lot of benefits to the insurance carrier down the line. I'll also leave you with this thought, Dan. Um, If carriers get more and more addicted to the Matterport medium for closing claims, what about your MSPs, which just scanned a home uh, that, you know, two years later there was a claim against. And now that home is just sitting archived in your MSPs cloud portal. Maybe there's a willingness to pay from the insurance carrier for that. And maybe Matterport can help facilitate that transaction down the line. All right. So there's huge opportunities kind of that as insurance and insurance carriers start adopting this for risk, for inspection, for claims handling. uh, Suddenly, the other assets that we're creating for, you know, who knows, maybe you scan this restaurant just for promotional purposes or you scan this you know, a, a factory for facilities management purposes, or you scan uh, a, a home just, you know, for leasing or a vacation rental, whatever the purpose your photographer, uh, you know, an MSP scanned it for. Now there's an insurance carrier, which is heavily interested in that scan. And, uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, uh, we can be that market maker, matter board and facilitate that transaction down the line. So I think there's a lot of excitement about that possibility uh, uh, happening down the line as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds huge. Uh, as as more and more houses get scanned and there's this critical mass, uh, I, I recall last year when a multi-million dollar house burnt down uh, in one of those horrible fires that the, that home had been scanned by one of the members of our community. And the insurance company reaction was, wow, I've never seen documentation ever like this before and the claim was immediately settled and there was no issues over what was in the house when it when it uh, burned to the ground yeah so um,
1: yeah that's definitely i mean we don't see it too far away from the day especially now with you know the proliferation of 360 cameras and our support of those you know why not even put it in the hands of an agent right and your insurance agent at the point of insurance goes and you know it's not a house for sale, right? So they don't need a Pro to high quality DSLR quality. Like they just go around with a 360 camera, maybe even without a tripod, right? Because they don't care if they're in the scan and just go around with a 360, create a Matterport model for a 2000 square foot home in 15 minutes with no tripod. And that's all they've invested is with a $300 camera and 15 minutes of their time. And now they've got that capture of the home so there's a case of a claim, so they can underwrite it better. So I think there's a lot of different places this can go and you know we're just scratching the surface. It it,
0: it sounds like it, I mean certainly one of my takeaways it seems like well okay there's an opportunity for documentation of high net worth individuals uh, house house, or houses to begin with because maybe at least uh, some high net worth individuals have the dollars to spend. But yeah, that's a
1: no-brainer for them, right? Spending two hundred dollars to ensure uh, to make sure that you're covered for a million dollars worth of you know artwork and jewelry and things like that is a no-brainer,
0: or or more.
1: Yeah,
0: or more. So, um, uh, uh, Tomer, this has just been a fascinating uh, program. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Yeah, you got it. Uh, happy to do this. Um, you know, um, we're we're looking to create as much opportunity for as much of the ecosystem uh, of Matterport as possible. And I, I really hope, um, you know, MSPs can play a part in this. Uh, You know, I, I I do a lot of go to market here and every industry, I almost put it on a scale of, you know, do it yourself, DUI on one side and uh, you know, service uh, scan service on the other side, every industry falls somewhere on that spectrum. This one, is even one of those that falls heavily on the DIY side. And at the same time, there's still opportunity here uh, for services uh, that we outlined. So uh, I think more and more markets we go into, the more success we have in, in going into these new markets and developing these new use cases, uh, the more the entire ecosystem is gonna benefit.
0: If, uh, if uh, some of our viewers are, are remediation, work at a remediation company or work at a restoration company, uh, uh, or, or even remodeling, remediation, restoration, remodeling related to remediation, restoration. Uh, they wanna contact Matterport. Uh, uh, what's the best way to get in
1: touch? Yeah, they could email either directly to insurance at matterport.com or go to our website uh, under industries, choose uh, you know, insurance and restoration. There's gonna be a, a little video there, some explanation you know, just on the you know, tip of the iceberg of everything I touched on today. Uh, but there's gonna be a, a form there to enter your name and number and uh, you know someone from my team will get back to you and uh, give you all the information you need.
0: Terrific. Um, I, I would add, um, you, uh, Matterport has such amazing resources in this category of insurance. Um, I, I've, I've gone to matterport.com, matterport.com, uh, looked under the category of insurance, I, I filled out a form, I got to see an hour long program that you did with the gentleman in Chicago it was a great interview. I thought it was a lot of great insight. And then in addition, uh, Matterport has done uh, some terrific uh, case study, I would call them case study marketing videos. And we've published all of those in the We Get Around Network Forum. So if you, if you come to wganforum.com, uh, search the box for insurance, you'll pop up all these videos that tell the story firsthand from remediation companies, from rent restoration companies. So uh, really, yeah, yeah, those are
1: great. Definitely recommend that as a resource. The uh, stories that matter. We got some great folks here um, at Matterport in the past, uh, I guess, six months that have really beefed up our content game um, in all the industries, right across all of our industries. We felt like we weren't telling the compelling stories that our customers have with Matterport and wanted to get the word out. So, uh, you know, just a shout out to our content team here doing a great job on, you know, videoing these stories that matter um, and uh, getting it out there.
0: Yeah. A lot of great video. And also you mentioned that case study on the Chicago company, uh, kind of a, I think a one page PDF, which is also available. You go to Matterport.com, go to the insurance tab, the, the tab for verticals, select insurance, uh, and then just enter your email address and then boom, you instantly have it. So um, I, my apologies to some in our studio audience. I think we just got along today. If you post the questions and then we get around network forum, I'm sure we'll get some, some answers for you all. Uh, Tomer, thank you again for being on the show. Just awesome. Uh, you know, who, kn- who knew my loss, my wife and I having a loss of $41,000 and fortunately getting reimbursed for it, would, would yeah. like turn into a, like an interesting conversation of understanding the backstory of where Matterport kind of fits in.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I didn't know I would know a lot about uh, restoration contracting going into this job. So uh, I uh, am often pleasantly surprised as well. Uh, So thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah, really great having uh, a really great having this opportunity to speak to your listeners. And, you know, I hope I can bring this kind of content, uh, 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 keep bringing you guys new markets, new uses that we're going into, new spaces. You know, we're developing new capabilities all the time, and that even expands further, uh, our usage, um, and uh, yeah, thanks for being our, uh, our partners.
0: Great, thanks, Tomer. We've been visiting with uh, Tomer Paran. Uh, Tomer is the uh, Matterport Director, Business Development, Head of Partnerships and New Market Development, uh, new market development, obviously also an insurance subject matter expert, I imagine is a subject matter expert on a number of things at, at uh, Matterport, so we hope to visit with uh, Tomer and some other topics. Uh, we've been recording today's show, so if you missed any portion of it, we will uh, publish it in the We Get Around Network Forum, WGANForum.com. We'll do that by tomorrow, Friday, November 8th, 2019 uh uh from uh San Francisco where Tomer is and Atlanta Georgia where I am thanks again for watching uh WGAN TV live at five
1: Thank you very much. Eric.